You are listening to the Father's House podcast located in Owensboro, Kentucky. For more information, visit thefathershouseky.com. I feel like if you're new here, if this is your first time here, maybe you haven't been here maybe many years, uh, something the Lord is doing here is he's reintroducing himself to people. So I, I shared something on Facebook the other day. I forgot exactly what it said, but it said a lot of times you have to relearn church so you can get to know Jesus. Let me say it again. There's a lot of times that we have to relearn church so we can actually get to know Jesus himself. Because a lot of the things maybe we thought were Jesus were actually just religion. And there's a big difference. And I think about that with my family and my children. And I'm like, man, I don't want my kids to have to unlearn any legalistic nonsense I taught them in church. Amen? I don't want them to have to unlearn things when they finally get in their Bible and say, oh, that's not what happened. That's, that's not what Jesus is saying. That's not how Jesus lives. You know what I mean? Come on, parents. That motivates me as a father. Like, man, I want to I exemplify Christ. I want to I really live for him. I want to look like him. I want to talk like him. I want to speak like him. And I don't want to have my kids to be confused about who he really is. Right? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, anyways, my watch has been broken. I think I need a new battery, so you guys are hit. My watch has been saying like it was 8.45 earlier, 30 minutes ago, so it's going to be a long day. <laughs> oh, yours work. There's a clock back there. I'm just messing with y'all. See, see there's a clock back there um, for all you people. But here's the thing. The longer we go, the shorter the line at the restaurant, so... You know, it's just a blessing to you. God causes all things to work for your good, right? So anyways, good to see some old friends in the house and people here. I'm glad to have you guys. So anyways, um, so I got a few announcements really quickly. Um, uh, Shepherd's Hand, which is, I don't know if you know this, but Gwen Bennett's in the house. Uh, there is basically, um, we call it the Shepherd's Hand building. I think they're calling it that too. I think they put a sign up probably. Uh, but the whole other side of the building, there's clothing. They do clothing. They do food every week. They give out maybe 150 boxes of food every week or more, 180, 200, I don't know, a lot, a whole lot. If you come here on Tuesday, good luck there's cars wrapped around the building. Um, but anyways, right now, if you haven't noticed, there's a table. We're going to leave this table out in the foyer at all times. So there's a table in the foyer when you leave on the left that has two um, baskets on it, and there's going to say what their ministry needs so you can just look at that on your way out today and we're going to keep changing it and and Gwen's going to keep letting us know as the needs change of what they need so it might say peanut butter it might say uh, canned pasta I don't know it might say I don't know what it's going to say but it'll say different things yeah canned pasta you heard me you know whatever we don't know we don't know what she's going to say she's going to make up things for us and you guys are jerks you know that just kidding Look, the ones in here that are not smiling, you need to smile. You, you didn't even know. You're like, man, I, I'm in church, son. This is, this is serious. No, actually, the Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? So, anyways, some of you are thinking you never laughed in church. Well, God's reintroducing himself to you. He's full of joy. Actually, the Bible says that Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness amongst everyone else. He had the most joy over every single other person on the earth. Amen? So, I'll just be defending myself for a moment. You ready? <laughs> so give canned foods. Give stuff out there. It's in the foyer. Just pay attention to it. She would love your help. Um, also, Bob Sorge's coming. Some of you are saying, man, I have had people say, who's Bob Sorge? Well, listen, I'm not trying to draw a crowd. Amen? If I wanted to draw a crowd, I'd probably try to get Benny Hinn to come here. Okay? 
or one of the crabs or something, okay? But I'm trying to bring in somebody I believe has a right now word who is a spiritual leader, and they're going to speak something powerful into our church. You don't want to miss Saturday night, May 28th at 6 o'clock, or Sunday morning at 29th. You don't want to miss any services here. But definitely when Bob's going to be with us, it's going to be incredible. He, um, he has, he had, I don't know if it was a disease or a surgery that went bad, but he's lost his voice and he can only talk for about an hour a day. And when he talks, he whispers because he can't, he's not just being dramatic. He can't literally speak louder than that. Um, so I would encourage you to come and it's very important. This guy's a powerful, powerful speaker um, about just being with God. So come, invite your friends, Saturday the 28th. He's going to talk on the topic of, of worship on that Saturday night. So if you lead worship, or you know people from other churches that lead worship or sing, you definitely, we're inviting people to come uh, on that Saturday night from other churches to come. We're not trying to take people from their church on Sunday morning, but that's why we do a Saturday night. Um, so my goal is not to just bring in uh, big name people so we can draw a crowd to the Father's house. My goal is to bring people who are going to speak something into your heart that's going to change your life forever. Amen? Amen. It's going to be amazing. Uh, uh, graduate recognition is next week. So if you've graduated, and we don't know, so if you graduated college or if you graduated high school, um, please let us know. We, we think we know everyone, but maybe we've missed a few people. You can go to the welcome desk today and, and let them know. Give them your name and where you graduated from. And next week, um, we will be recognizing our graduates. We have a lot of people who have graduated college. We have some awesome testimonies uh, with Miss uh, Heidi as well. Uh, God's just done some amazing things in people's lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm still trying to graduate high school myself. And so, anyways, May 22nd, uh, also a church center app. Uh, if, how many of you have the church center app? Raise your hand real high. If you do not, get on the app store and download church center app. And then on that app, you type in the Father's House of Owensboro. That is where you will, you'll be, you can pay your tithe there. You can check your kids in there. You can sign up for small groups there. You can see all of our events. It has our calendar. If you've got a smartphone, even my mom has a smartphone now. Come on, somebody. Scaring me to death. She said, I can send you all kinds of memes now. And I said, who told you what a meme was? You know, I was like, how do you even know what that means? I guess she was at my brother's house. So, Anyways, praise the Lord. You know, it's cool how the Lord works when he speaks. And I love when he speaks to me something. And then he also speaks to my wife. And he also speaks through Nathan and the songs that he picks. And I'm like, man, these songs are perfect for what I'm going to talk about today. And it's so cool because I don't tell him. It'd probably be easier for him, wouldn't it, if I'd probably tell him what I'm preaching on. Um, but I like it when God just works things out. Amen? No pressure, Nathan, wherever you are. Not you. Love you too, Nathan Ash. Um, so here we go. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, man, you're so good. You're in this place. Lord, I know that you're here. I know you're all around us. Why? Because you said that you are. So God, I just pray right now, you would help people in this room to be aware of your presence, to be aware of you being right here where two or more gathered. There you are in the midst. Father, I thank you that you're here. You're not distant. You're not far away. But God, we can, we can reach out and almost touch you, Lord. We feel your presence. God, there's people in this room who have felt the presence of God like they haven't felt in many, many years. Father, I pray that you get a hold of their hearts this morning. Father, you are so good. I pray you would give your people ears to hear and eyes to see that, God, you would use me this morning, Lord. I'm just your vessel. Have your way in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen, amen. So anyways, this past week, I'm going to try my best to just get through what I believe the Lord really wants to share. All right? 
So somebody just say grace. Grace, Grace, Pastor Mike. Praise the Lord. Man, I don't know about you guys, but the Lord speaks to me all the time. Some of you are thinking, oh, it's one of those churches. No, isn't that good? God is still speaking. Amen? And I want, to, I want my kids to learn how to hear the voice of the Lord, right? And, and I can tell you the, the, the best way to hear his voice, right, is to open the Bible. Amen? But God has been speaking to me and continuing to speak to me. I, I, I don't just open the Bible and say, you know what, I'm just going to preach through John. I just don't do that unless I feel like God leads me that way. And what I do is say, God, what do you want your people to hear? What do you want to talk about this week? What are you wanting to release from the pulpit? What are you wanting? And I start to see that uh, people's lives are changing in our church. And people are, there's a few people I've been thinking about recently, just some amazing testimonies um, that God is changing in your life. And just raise your hand if you say, man, God's really changed my life since I came to the Father's house. Would you raise it really hot? Some of our newer people are just in general. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. That, that needs to be celebrated. That God has really changed. And a couple of weeks ago, I talked about, you know, maybe you're saying, well, not mine. And I would say, well, why, why hasn't it been yours? Because obviously God is doing something in the room. Right. So maybe there's something in here that needs to be opened up. Right? Some walls that need to come down. Amen? Not very many amens on that. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Remember, if it's from Jesus, we always want it. Amen? So, um, I was praying about what to speak about, and I felt the Lord tell me, remember a couple weeks ago I talked about having unreasonable faith. You remember that? Just believing God for this big thing, just having unreasonable things. And also, when God tells you to do something, how do you know if God tells you to do something directly, like, hey, I want you to quit this job. Hey, I want you to take this. Hey, I want you to move your family. If you know God is telling you to do something, let me give you some advice. Stop trying to add reason to what he's saying. I sat with a couple uh, a few days ago, and even with my son last night, and we were going back and forth on the topic of what we could do one way or the other. I said, if we, I said listen, we're going to be able to find reasons to do this, and we're going to be able to find reasons to go against it. But we just need to hear what God says, right? And it's so good to just see what he says and be obedient. But I felt the Lord this past week say, I want you to build on that a little more. And he said, I want you to start to expect the unexpected, And I was like, man, and it's so cool how God was speaking to her about faith and speaking to us about these songs about believing for God to do miracles and big things. And then I got a little convicted because I said, I thought to myself, well, as Christians, we're not, it's not, it shouldn't be unexpected. It should be the expected. And I I was like, hold on a second, Lord. You just told me to expect, it's like I'm expecting the unexpected, but really as believers, believers, right? We're believers, not unbelievers, Since we're believers, we should just be expecting God to be God and do the things he promised. But that doesn't always happen. Can we say amen? We don't always walk in this strong, bold faith. I don't know about you, all you holy rollers out there. But there's a time when it's difficult, right? Can somebody say amen? It's a time where it gets a little difficult to really believe God for things. And to stand and continue to stand, man, I can tell you, it can be very difficult to continue to stand. I can tell you, my mom can probably tell you, at times when it didn't look like anything in my life was closely even coming towards Christ, it was probably, I had to, you have to muscle up. Faith, listen to me, faith is a muscle. You have to work that muscle. You have to train that muscle. You have to train your faith. You have to build your faith. You have to hold on to your faith. 
It's not a, faith is not a passive thing that you're just like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have faith for this. No, it's something that you have, to, you have to dig deep. And you have to get in God's word. You've got to get around other people who have testimonies and other people who have stories. And you've got to start to let your faith build. And so the Lord was saying, Mike, I, I had a God t- his testimony this past week or a couple weeks ago. He was like, man, God came on me in the service. I don't know what happened. Then I just started speaking in tongues. And I'll be honest, I was kind of shocked. Not because of him, but just because like, really? That's amazing. And I'm like, hold on a second. Why, why, am I, why is this unexpected? Why is it unexpected when somebody finally comes to church and finally gets saved? I remember my first Sunday here, and I won't tell you who. I was down here on the front left, and the girl I went to high school with, she came up to me, and she said, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> it was so unexpected. You know, it was like, whoa, like, what the heck is Mike Cisneros doing in our church? You know, and then she was like, she kind of caught herself. Oh, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't mean it like that. You know, I'm just, you know, it's great that you're here, you know? And I was, <laughs> oh, yes, she did. We know what you meant. You know, but I was thinking, I was like, wow. And, but it hit me. It was like the same type of thing that we can struggle with. It's like, no, maybe we should actually be expecting God to do the things he says he's going to do. Maybe we should actually be waiting in expectation instead of the, being, un, being shocked. Man, a few weeks ago, I prayed for a lady at our church, and she wanted me to pray for her son who got arrested, went to jail. I don't know. I go to the jail and do jail services. I don't know if you know. This is how it works. There's how many, how many men are in the jail? The chaplain. We just so happen to have the chaplain here, which just helps. 400 and something. About 570 people, and what they do is when they go in, we get to pick from the C pod, which probably has 200 and something or more, and we don't get to pick who we want to come to our church service. They only give us 15 guys, and I go there my first time back in a month, actually almost a year, and I go in there, and we have a service, and it's awesome, and it's amazing, and I pray for this one kid. He comes up to me afterwards. I don't know who he is, and I pray for him, and God just really moves on his heart. And then later on, the lady at church tells me, hey, my son he prayed for was in your service. And I'm being honest. At first, I was kind of like, really? Man, that's crazy. Like, that, that's all, wow. Like, wow, God is actually being God. Isn't that crazy to think? But we get stuck thinking like, man, is he really going to do it? And we get, we, get, we get so disappointed by him maybe not showing up or not doing things or not in our timing. And we start to get, like Maddie said, and like Pastor Faith preached, that you start to just put it away instead of waiting in expectation. And I, was, uh, I remember when we had a baby. I told you this story um, years ago. We've had a bunch of babies right now, so I don't know if there's another one coming. I don't, I don't know. Come on, isn't that amazing for Nathan and Brandy? Isn't that incredible? Man, I'm so encouraged. And I'm, I'm such a guy that they have their little shirts on the kids, and the, their little one-year-old has a shirt on that says Big Brother. And I, didn't, I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, I was like, I didn't get that at all. It's right over my head. I, was, I saw him this whole morning. I was like, Big Brother, I don't get this at all. And even Jace had a shirt on too. And I was like, well, that makes sense. But the older brother, you know. Didn't get it whatsoever. As, as men, right? We're like, oh, cool shirts, you know? And so, not to just, it was a great idea, guys. Great idea. Sorry. But anyways, <laughs> me and Maddie, we were here, and we were walking, 
We'll get to some scripture later for all you people. Okay, we'll seal the deal, all right? It's going to be all right. We're going to go to Mark 9, Hebrews 11, 1. But listen, I was walking, me and Maddie, when we had mercy, Lord have mercy. Come on, we need mercy with her. Um, we, were walk, we were here, and we were walking up these steps. I was walking with Maddie, and she was trying to get that. We were, she was in labor. Let me go ahead and tell you. We weren't in the hospital. I was in there thinking, what are we doing? We need to be in the hospital. She's in labor right now. And we were walking up these steps, and we, were, we put on the Brownsville Revival. Come on, somebody. We put on John Kilpatrick in 96 on YouTube on these screens, and we walked around this thing in the Holy Ghost just praying and singing and just believing God for a good uh, delivery of the baby. And I remember the Lord started speaking to me as I walked up this, and the Lord, because we were expecting, right? We were expecting this baby. And the Lord said, this is what it really means to be expecting of me and having expectation." And I said, well, what do you mean, Lord? He said, you are expecting. He said, but Michael, here in a little bit, you're going to have this baby. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, this is what it means to partner with me in my promises. And all my promises are yes and amen. You can expect him to always love you. You can expect him to always forgive you. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, and God's saying, no, you need to expect what I said at this church years ago when you were sitting back there. You need to be waiting in expectation. And even I beg to say, looking for it to happen. Looking for it to happen. Waiting in expectation. And I believe God is saying, don't start, don't be shocked. (laughs) Something that really bothers me, I hear, I, I know so many people who, they have like a rough family member who's not serving the Lord, and they have no hope for them. And I'm like, man, do you? and these are Christians. These are believers. You know we're called believers? That's what they call us. I love what Christine Kane says. We need more believing believers, right? We need more believing believers, believing that God is actually going to show up and do something. But I hear people talk about their family members sometime, and they're like, I'm like, man, how's, how's so-and-so doing? How's, that, how's, that, how's your brother doing? How's your grand? Well, I don't know. He's out there. Man, but I thought we had Jesus. I thought God could get him while he's out there. Right? I thought we're the ones that have hope. I thought we're the ones that have the answer. You know, but I find myself being just like a lot of people. God shows up. He does something. And I'm still kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, wow, really? Oh, wow, somebody's going to give us that thing? Oh, wow, somebody paid for that? Whoa, that's crazy. Stepping out in faith. I believe God wants us to, like Maddie was saying, man, this is, this is really what God is speaking this morning. He wants us to, to let faith arise again, to start to believe him for his things that he's promised you and start to believe him for family members, start to believe him for things that he said, start to believe him about our church and about this city. When we sing those songs, come awaken your people, come awaken this city to actually have enough faith in that moment that it's happening. And it's not just songs that we're singing. You know where I believe the anointing really comes from? Just what my experience. I believe the anointing comes from faith. If you believe with everything in you, what you're saying, the anointing will come. When you sing with everything in you, with faith, the anointing comes. When you believe God, when you truly trust in him, the anointing will come on your life and God will use you mightily. It's amazing. So anyways, let's not expect the unexpected. Let's expect the expected. Let's expect God to do the things 
and not be shocked when he does them, right? Not be surprised. It's like, whoa, I'm believing for many more of you to get filled with the Holy Spirit and receive your prayer language just walking around this building. Come on, somebody. Did you notice? No one's laying hands on them. Did you know we didn't have to do any type of religious system? People just receiving things. Jesus is just getting hold of people however he wants. I love that testimony. That's, my, that's honestly, it's one of my favorite things. It's incredible. So anyways, let's go to Mark chapter 9. Verse 17 through 27. This is going to be a kind of a wild story here if you haven't never read your Bible before, but buckle up. Mark 9, 17 through 27. I'm going to start reading this for you. By the way, we do have some New Testament Bibles. If you want one, you're welcome to have one. They're at the, the welcome desk. If you do need a Bible, it has the New Testament Psalms and Proverbs. They're really good. So if you need a starter Bible, we got you. All right, verse 17. Oh, okay, verse 21 is what you put up. Okay, just leave it there. You guys are good. You're right, Kendall. She's probably like, what the heck? You didn't tell me 17. I did not. I'm sorry. I'm going to start reading at 17, then we'll get to 20. It says, a man in the crowd answered, teacher, which was Jesus, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him on the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. And he says, you un... This is where it gets a little tough. Did you know that Jesus can be completely loving and sometimes also tell you the truth? Because listen to what he says in this scripture. In verse 19, he says, you unbelieving generation. Dang. Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Okay? Verse 20. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy in a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. My goodness, aren't you glad that hasn't happened to your kids? Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? Verse 21. And he said, from childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can, listen to this next part. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And verse 23 says this. Jesus replies, if you can, question more. Right? Isn't that, we can relate to this, right? God, if, if there's anything you can do about this, about my son. Listen, I know what it's like to have a son, actually, that can't talk and hasn't talked very well in years. And you know what's crazy? I see him saying things that I've never heard him say before. And most of the time, if I was to be honest this morning, I'm surprised. <laughs> Instead of being like, yes, Lord, you're going to do this. Can we be real at church? I'd love to tell you I always just have faith for everything. I don't. <laughs> but man, I remember I see my son and he'll say something. Listen, you don't know what it's like. Maybe you do. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. My son would never, he could never say, I love you, Dad. You know? And I mean, it gets to me. And it's like, oh, he just didn't understand. He could say, I love you, Dad. See you later, Dad. None of that stuff. You know? And then he starts doing it. And honestly, I'm more surprised half the time that all those prayers at night I go into his room and he has these uh, issues in his gut. He has these yeast problems and all this stuff that could be affecting his speech. And every night I pray, clostridium levels come down, yeast levels come down, and I have him prophesy, I'm healed in Jesus' name. 
And then all of a sudden I see him start to get healed and most of the time I'm more shocked than I am anything. Right? Because I feel like sometimes we've just been brought up in church. We've just been taught a lot of things. We're just supposed to pray. We're just supposed to believe. But we actually don't believe. Or maybe it's just me. But man, even though I'm struggling, even, listen to that. He says, if you can, said Jesus, verse 23, everything is possible for one who believes. Isn't that good news? But immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe Help me overcome my unbelief. Man, can anybody relate? What, is, what I get out of that, he's basically saying, uh, Jesus, I, I believe, I've seen you, I'm, I'm desperate, I'm hungry, but Jesus, I'm struggling. It's been rough. My son's been like this for years. I'm on the struggle bus right now. It doesn't look like it's going to change. I want to believe. I want to believe you for miracles. I want to believe you for breakthrough, but I'm struggling. And this is how good God is. He still comes and he's still God and he still heals even if you're struggling. He's not like, hey, Daniel, you're struggling, so until you get more faith, come back and see me. Hey, Mike, you're struggling, and until you get more faith, I'm not going to keep healing your son. Man, isn't that amazing that Jesus cares more? He's just saying, listen, I, just be vulnerable. What if it that Jesus just actually wants you to be real? He doesn't want you to, but people, I say, how you doing? All blessed and highly favored. Good for you. <laughs> oh, you know, everything's just going high and mighty. Really? Well, if it is, that's awesome. But I tell you, something that really makes me nervous is people who never need prayer. I'm like, mm. if you don't ever have a struggle and you're no, you don't even know what you're struggling with, that's scary to me. The people who know what they're, the people who are saying, God, I, I'm struggling. Help me. I believe, but I need help with my unbelief. Those are the people I can trust. Don't you just want your kids to be honest with you? You know what I mean? You just ask somebody all the time, how you doing? Good? How's, good, good. Come on now. Give me something real. I'm struggling. And I'm not trying to ask you to find something, but just be honest. <laughs> You know, just be honest. And you'll realize that when you're honest and you're vulnerable with Jesus, he doesn't put you away. Come on, I love that song. I've tasted life and nothing satisfies like you do. Even when I'm struggling, God is good. And I see my son and I see my oldest son. And I'm, just, I'm amazed by my oldest son. He just got a 4.0 GPA all through middle school. He's had a rough life. And I'm like, man. You're way better than I was in eighth grade. I was an idiot. <laughs> and by, by fifth and a half grade, I was gone. Sixth grade, it was a wrap. I lost all my morals, lost all my church, lost all my Jesus. I was gone completely, right? An in-house crisis. Some of y'all know what that is. But he's saying, man, God, help my, Jesus, help my unbelief. I'm struggling with something. And I think that's beautiful. It, we, our, our vision here is that the Father's house is a healthy home for the city. You know what it means to be healthy? That you can be vulnerable. And you can be honest. And you can say, man, how's your marriage? It ain't that great. <laughs> We're struggling, actually. Hey, then we can say, you know what? That's okay. We're going to help you. 
Good for you. We actually have uh, Pastor Faith who does marriage ministry at our church, and it's changing people's lives. But if you would just be humble, some of you are waiting for a breakthrough that's on the other side of humility. Until you can get to humility, you're not going to get the breakthrough that you're asking for. You've got to lower yourself. How do we know that? Let me give you a verse. Jesus said, or the word of God says, excuse me, if you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. If you exalt yourself, no, I'm good, everything's fine, I'm cool, I ain't got no problems, you'll be humble. Right? Listen, we love that baby. Don't feel bad. That's why mine are, I try my best to keep them out of here. Just kidding. <laughs> They'd be up here probably doing a front flip. Um, praise the Lord. Um, so anyways, Jesus said to him, or he said, I do believe, help my, overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and stood him up. Isn't it awesome that if you can be vulnerable with Jesus, if you, I believe that's what he'll do. He'll step into your situation. You can say, I'm struggling. I don't know. I don't have faith for this. He'll grab you by the hand and he'll lift you up. And he'll say, it's okay. I get it. But watch this. Isn't that amazing? And, and, and here's the craziest part. As we were in worship today, Man, it's only 12.03. Man. Is anybody else with me this morning? Could you say, man, I've had God show up in my life, and it surprised me, to be honest. <laughs> even though you were praying for it, even though you were asking for it, even though it's in the Bible, even though you we were believing for it, even though you had a prophetic word for it, and then it happens. And you're like, oh, my gosh, did that just happen? Come on, that's all of us, Right? And I think it goes down to starting with what Pastor Faith was preaching about because we start to put stuff on the shelf. And then all of a sudden, because it's on the shelf, we're shocked when God just takes it off the shelf. I'll never forget that first Sunday here. Wow, what are you doing here? You know what I did? They'll say, keep yourself humble, right? I'm at the tent revival we had two years ago right after COVID. How many of y'all remember that? I'm at the tent revival and I'm walking around shaking people's hands, saying hello, we're about to get started. And I look on the ground, and there on like a tie-dye blanket is one of my closest friends, one of my closest drug friends that I had in my past life. And he's sitting there at the tent revival on the ground. And I had one of those moments. What are you doing here? <laughs> what the heck? This is a Holy Ghost fire tent revival. And you don't even know Jesus. And you still sell dope. But I start to remember in those moments when I got saved, I would start to pray for all my friends. God, I know you can save them. God, I know you could. God, draw them by your Holy Spirit. God, bring them to your kingdom. And all of a sudden, I see them at the tent revival. And I'm, Whoa! Instead of maybe walking around that tent revival in expectancy, gang, God, who are you going to bring today? Who are you going to bring home today, God? What prayers are you going to continue to answer today? Man, I, I had another moment. Me and my daughter, one of my biggest drug dealers. This is all my stories, by the way. Sorry. They're all crazy. One of my biggest drug dealers in this town, I won't mention his name, you know, because that's not how I do things, you know. Some of y'all are smiling, you know what I'm talking about. So anyways, and his, they were, they were wild. Him and his wife were wild. I mean, these people are hippies. If you're watching right now, I love you. 
And I mean hippies. I'm talking real hippies. I'm not talking about 17-year-olds that go to romp to smoke weed, okay? I'm talking about hippies, like out there completely the spiritual stuff, new age stuff. I'm talking about fire spinners, all that kind of stuff, okay? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, some of you don't. If you don't, that's good, okay? It's not a bad thing. And so I remember a couple years ago, me and my daughter Mercy, I took her on a daddy-daughter uh, date and, um, to get pizza downtown, praise the Lord. And I saw her, my buddy's wife, and she looked really, really bad. And I was just like, man. And then me and my my, I had my little daughter with me. She was probably two and a half, two at the time. And we, we got to pray with her. And I was just like, how are you doing? And she was like in tears, like, I'm not doing good. And I just started to tell her, man, Jesus can change your life. Look, at, look, look what he's done, because she knew me. A lot of y'all don't, you, you'll be happy that you don't know past Mike, I promise. But she did. And she knew I was doing well and all of this stuff. And, and we, me and my daughter, me and Mercy, we prayed for her. And then not even, like, not even a year and a half later, I see her on Facebook talking about Jesus and all this stuff. And I'm kind of like, what the heck? And then I see that she apparently went to some program and she got saved. And now she's saved, doing Celebrate Recovery in McLean County, has her kids back in her life and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? And it's like, oh, yeah. God's like reminding me and saying, Michael, I'm just, God's being God. I'm just, I'm just doing what I do. I answer prayers. I restore people's lives. I, I, I set the captives free. This is what I do. Oh, my God. It's amazing what he does. And I believe that there's something attached to when you start to build faith in expectancy that we'll start to see things begin to multiply and happen. And it won't just be on occasion, but it will be normal for us. Man, I, I need to say that again. It won't just be on occasion. If you start to live in expectancy, on Saturday night, I encourage you, I, I beseech you, I beg you, on Saturday night, every Saturday night, get, get over your family, whatever, and just pray and start doing it saying, listen, God's going to move tomorrow morning at the Father's house. God, you're going to show up tomorrow. You're going to save, heal, and deliver. You're going to show up in a mighty way. People that need to get saved are going to get saved. People who need to get break freedom are going to get freedom. People who need to be whatever they need to be, it's going to happen tomorrow. Can somebody say Amen. Doesn't it, can't you just feel this in the room? Can't you just feel the faith in the room? You've got to let it rise. Faith is something you have to flex. You have to get into it. You have to believe. Man, and I started thinking earlier and during our message. I'll, I'll kind of close here, maybe. Come on, man. It, Jesus is worth two hours of your week, guys. Isn't he? Come on. We don't want people to say, y'all got a midweek service. We don't need another service. We got one service. Go be with your family. Get in a small group. Start serving. Go to me, Ranchito. <laughs> Glory to God. I feel like me, Ranchito, needs to start giving us some perks. <laughs> you know, we, we've really advertised a lot for them. It's even on, online, you know. I think at least 10% or something. <laughs> I was going to say Tricia and them. They, we've been patrons for years, okay? All right, anyways. Hmm. I want, to, I, want us to, I want myself and I want us to get to a place where we start to actually expect God to come through in his promises. Amen? Start to come through in his promises. Because I got some promises that he's told me. A lot of things. And, um, you know, on those promises, you know, I want to be like Noah. <laughs> Could you imagine Noah? Imagine living in the times of Noah 
and, and God says, listen, you know, you're going to build this ark. There's rain coming. Let me remind you, there wasn't any rain before that. They didn't know what it was, okay? So imagine Noah is just doing what? He's just building the ark, and people are coming to him and saying, hey, what are you doing? And he's saying, oh, I'm building the ark. They're like, what's an ark? He's like, I don't know. God told me. Because it's going to rain. They're like, what's rain? I don't know, but it's coming. <laughs> right? I don't know, but it's coming. And you know how crazy he had to look? It says, the Bible says it was either 75 to 80 to 90 years it took him to build that ark. Some of our promises, guys, will take decades, and some of them you will see from heaven. We got to start to think generationally in our lives. You got to get out of the idea that it's just my life and my life only. You got to start to think, no, there's going to be generations that are affected by my life. I need to start to raise up spiritual sons and daughters, and what I do is going to last for generations. We we always talk about generational wealth. Let's talk about generation kingdom expansion. Right? We got to make sure we leave money. No, you better make sure you leave a legacy of faith and courage and honor. And intimacy with God, because that was what the kids really, your college degrees for your kids will mean nothing at the gate with Jesus. Did they build the kingdom? You know what I mean? I'm not against college, sort of. I mean, there's some things you have to go to college for, I'm very aware. But my my father-in-law seems to be doing really well with his 40 acres building fences. You know? Kids, can, kids can't take out a $10,000 small loan, but they can take out a $180,000 student loan. Something might be wrong. I'll just stop there. <laughs> he said, keep going, keep going. No, no, no. Not against college. People say, no, he told my kids not to go to college. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. I'm saying, ask the Lord what you should do. Let's go there. Ask him. He probably knows. Amen. Noah. Noah just kept building that ark, guys. He just kept believing God for something crazy to happen. And everybody thought he was probably crazy until it started raining. And then they're thinking, oh, man, that's crazy. I love it. We get my my son, my oldest son, if you were around Redding when he was probably one and a half, two years old, some of you were around him a lot more, you would remember what he was like. And then you're around him now and you can see a major change in him. And sometimes we're surprised. We went and saw some old friends recently, and, and they were like, man, Redding, he's talking to me. And it just kind of hit me and Maddie. We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> man, look at the Lord's faithfulness. And I started praying. I feel like this is really important to share. And I thought, well, God, what happens, though, when, you, when it, we don't get what we're asking for, though? Because that's a part of it, Right? I mean, that's reality. I've been in situations since I've been saved, stuff I've been asking for, stuff I've been believing for did not happen or go the other way. And I'm like, well, how does this work? And I felt the Lord speak to me very strongly this morning. He said, Michael, either way, I've always called you to stand. So if you tell me, if a doctor tells me on Friday that my son has cancer and he's got three days to live, I'm not going to start freaking out. I'm going to start standing in the gap. Because all I'm called to do is stand in faith and believe in faith and ask God to come. That's it. I'm not called to do anything else. And then all of a sudden, if he dies on Monday, it doesn't matter. All I was called to do is stand. Because the reality is, and I started thinking, well, that doesn't sound too great. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, well, Mike, what, what has kept you when you were disappointed? I've been in situations in my life where I, things did not go as I planned. I've had a bunch of people praying for me about things. When I had covid 
People are saying, oh, you're going to get better in three days. Boy, you're a false prophet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, sort of. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm believing for three days. And Jesus said, I'm going to get up like, out of the grave. <laughs> out of my recliner. Shoot, it was eight days later with that fever. But I'm sure glad that I received it that way and got, got over it that way. But I was sitting there, what can I do in those moments when that prayer doesn't come through? What do you do when it doesn't happen? The Lord spoke to me and he said, Mike, what have you done? And Romans 8.28 is your key verse for your life. For God causes all things to work for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. I'm telling you right now that if you, you can always wait in expectancy, even when it doesn't go the way that you want it to go, you can wait in expectancy for his goodness to come. Yeah, that's, good. that's, so good. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. That came straight from the Lord this morning. I promise. I wrote it down there in worship, and I thought, man, well, God, I've been disappointed. God, I've walked out of court. I've walked out of courtrooms, God, and literally did not get what I asked for. What do I do then? And he says, don't worry, Mike. You just wait in expectancy. I'm going to use this for your good. And I'm like, man, God, how could this be for my good? And sometimes those answers are a little rougher than you might think and God spoke to me and said Mike this is keeping you humble and I thought man is, hum is humility ever for my good yeah every time and I'm like dang it I remember I walked out of a job one time I quit a job got another job then got fired and it was kind of a big mess and I was there thinking what the heck happened how is this going to work for my good man it was humble I had to go back to my last boss and ask for my job back man God's like oh Mike you think you're getting up here no 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 come back here <laughs> I can't use you when you're up here. So what do you do when it doesn't happen? You start expecting his goodness to come. You start to look for his goodness. Man, God, how are you good in this? I can tell you one thing that's been good about Reading for us personally, for me personally. Man, it's helped me to have so much compassion. You know, I'm like, man, I gotta have, I have a special compassion for Reading just because like, he doesn't understand a lot of things. And I'm like, man, this is, this, it's literally making me softer and more gentle <laughs> having him. And I'm like, dang, that's definitely for my good. Ain't that right? That's for, that's for my marriage. That's for the rest of my kids. Amen? Hmm. Can we stand to our feet? Can our worship team come? I'm just going to end here. Touch your neighbor and just say, I'll be back next week. Hey, listen, seriously, though, if you're new here, we say give our church a try three times. Give any church a try three times. If it's not where God's calling you, you're not going to hurt our feelings. We still love you. We're not in competition with other churches. But if God's drawing you here, we'd love to have you stay around here. Could our prayer team come as well? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I feel like I was really glad we're going to do this. I want us to end this service just with a song of worship. It's called Too Good to Not Believe. And I just want faith to continue to rise in our room before we leave this, this afternoon. And I want, if you could look up on the screen, I just want us to sing this out with faith. If you need to close your eyes, if you want to lift your hands, 
and you can maybe you're just trusting God for something miraculous in your life maybe you've lost faith for things and like pastor faith said you put stuff on the shelf and you're just needing God you're saying God I believe but help my unbelief I just believe that as we sing these words I think there's power in the word in your tongue so as you sing and you declare with your heart will come the Bible says from your heart the mouth speaks so let this become and let it connect so can we put that up on the screen do you have too good to not believe nope maybe so we'll try to yeah, it should be on there. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Just, you know, I feel like we need to learn how to press in a little bit. Can you just lift up your own song, your own voice? Just say, thank you, Jesus. Just tell him you love him. Jesus, I love you. Just say, hallelujah. God, we honor you in this place. Jesus, you're worthy of all of my praise. God, thank you. Just tell him thank you over and over again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Don't let it, no one else can give you pray, give praise for you. Lift your own voice. Can we sing this song together, church? Thank you, Lord. And I've seen Come on, every voice. Every voice. And there is beauty in what I Speak this out. Speak this out. You're the wonder working God. Come on, every voice. Come on, Nathan. Let's go. Come on, Jesus. We love you, King Jesus. Let faith arise in this room in the name of Jesus, God. Reawaken your people for faith this morning in the name of Jesus, Lord. Help our unbelief this morning, Father. Come on, sing it out. Just the mention of your name can raise the dead. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. So all the glory to the Some of you that are older, you've seen a lot of testimonies. You need to prophesy this out, sing this out. Come on, we believe he's still doing it. Still doing it, church. Come on, start to believe for your families. Start to believe for your children. Start to believe for this city, God. Start to believe for your grandkids. Start to believe in this house. Hey! Trouble so to you. 
not another service this morning. It's not just another service this morning. like the man in Mark 9 and say, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. God, I pray for those who are humble in this room right now, humble in heart, Father. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would begin to dwell on top of them, Lord, that you would begin to fill them with power from on high, Lord. God, I pray for fresh filling and fresh fire, God, and fresh strength this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that your word goes forth and it will not return void. And this morning, Lord, we declare that we're waiting in expectancy to see all you've done, all we've planted, all we've sown. God, we will see the harvest of these things. All those tears that you cried, they have watered the seed. Father, we welcome you and say, have your way in the name of Jesus. Come on, just start to pray for your neighbor for a moment. 
Put your hand on your neighbor. Let's go. Before we, before we leave, just say, God, help them to get everything they needed to get today. Don't let them leave without getting everything they got this morning from you, Jesus. We love you, King Jesus. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're reintroducing yourself to people in this room right now who've been raised up in religious circles, God. You're reintroducing yourself to them that they can enjoy you, that they can feel your presence, that they can enjoy church. Father, I love you. And I bless you, bless your people, bless this house. This is the Father's house, and we are your sons and daughters rooted in family. Jesus, you are incredible. Bless you, Lord. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus this morning. If you want to stay in worship with us, you can. If you need prayer before you go, please, we'd love to pray and partner with you. If not, if you have kids, you do need to go get your kids right now, though. Or we'll just keep them. Just kidding. Bless you guys. Have an awesome, awesome week. You're welcome to stick around. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.